0: And Welcome to The Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 29th of April, the 119th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. You have 246 days left in 2023 to do something restful. Why restful? Because rest is what our very own sweet fits has to look forward to. Today is the last time we'll have Michael Fitzpatrick in the kitchen with us. After 22 years of loyal and faithful service to RFI's English service listeners and readers, he's retiring. I am very sad, and I know you are too. At the same time, we're happy for him, right? because it's a nice thing for the Fitz, peace and quiet at last. No one screaming across the newsroom at him. No racing down the hall to get to the studio on time to read your story. No, "Ah, I've got to finish this story before we publish and the words won't come. Time. Think about it, Fitz. Pretty much do whatever you want, whenever you want, and as slowly or as quickly as you want. Now, that sounds like a great, luxury to me. So we will all pretend to be happy but we certainly will all miss you,
1: sweet Fitz. You are far too kind. Thank you, Susan. Uh, Listening to that stuff about uh, doing whatever I want, uh, I just hope my wife is listening because she wants me to cut the grass and paint the front shutters and that's just on Monday next. I will, of course, miss you all too. It's very nice here in the kitchen. But even the best things eventually come to an end. So let's move on.
0: Erwan's here behind the glass. He's waving to everyone. So what do you say? I say let's get this show on the road. (laughs) On the 1st of April I asked you a question about our article prosecutors raid French banks in multi-billion euro tax fraud investigation. Earlier that week, five French banks were raided by investigators from the Financial Prosecution Office looking for evidence of an alleged dividend arbitrage trading scheme, which allowed investors to avoid paying billions in taxes. The French banks are accused of facilitating the scheme and taking commissions on the illegal trades. Our beloved France is not the only European country to have allegedly participated in such a scheme. You were to reread our article and send in the answer to this question. How much has the dividend arbitrage trading scheme been estimated to have cost a dozen other European countries in
1: taxes? Michael, what's the answer? To quote our article, similar investigations have been conducted in Germany and other European nations with the fraud estimated to have cost a dozen countries 140 billion euros in lost tax revenue over 20 years. In addition to the quiz question, there was, of course, the bonus question suggested by Kashif Khalil from Faisalbad in Pakistan, and his question was, what is your dream job? You'll hear the answers later in the listener's corner, so do stay with us. The winners
0: of this week's quiz are... Razia Khalid, who's a member of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chiniot, Pakistan. Razia is also the winner of this week's bonus question, what is your dream job? Mainly for her honesty, or is it her sense of humor? At any rate, I think she dared to say what a lot of us secretly think. Razia said her dream job would be one without any work to do, and for which she would earn a large amount of money. Hey, one can dream, can't one? Good luck with that one, Razia, and congratulations. The other winners this week are Rashid Naz, the president of the Naz Radio France and Internet Fan Club in Faisalabad, Pakistan, and Hasina Zaman Hazi, who's a member of the RFI Amour Fan Club in Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Rounding out the list are RFI listeners club member Tasneem Saleh from Nilfamari, Bangladesh, and RFI English listener Seema Paul from West Bengal, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on Radio France International. On Monday, nine European countries met in Belgium to discuss how to increase wind power in the North Sea. The Belgian Prime Minister, Alexander De Croo, said the goal is to build enough North Sea wind farms to produce 130 gigawatts of electricity by the end of the decade. But of course, you already know all that, don't you? Because you read our article, Expansion of North Sea Wind Farms tops the agenda at Ostend Energy Summit, right? Well, read it again and answer me this. Which two countries participating in the summit are currently producing the most wind energy? Again, reread our article, Expansion of North Sea Wind Farms Tops the Agenda at Ostend Energy Summit and send in the answer to this question. Amongst the 9 countries participating in this week's Ostend Energy Summit, which two countries are currently producing the most wind energy? You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website rfienglish.com as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question is mine, and it is, what will you do when you retire? If you work outside the home, what do you plan on doing when you no longer have to report to an office? And for those of you who do work at home, what will you do when you don't have as many tasks as you do today, when your children are gone, for example? This week's bonus question is What will you do when you retire? I guess you've figured out why I'm asking this, Michael, my sweet Fitz. What are your plans now that you don't have RFI as a major time constraint?
1: Well, thanks, Susan. Lots of reading. And as I've indicated earlier in the program, my wife has planned lots of housework. And would you believe it? I also hope to go on working as a freelance journalist. So let the listeners beware. I might shortly be appearing in their local prints and gazettes. Watch out. We can
0: only hope. You have until the 5th of June to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 10th of June to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms., a Mrs., or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong.
1: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number.
0: Hi, this is Alhaji Pampo Jabati, calling from the Gambia. Um, I love RFI. I listen to RFI every day and I will continue to listen to RFI every day. Thank you. Goodbye. Good luck. I love you all. Bye. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael.
1: Today, you'll hear the answers to the bonus question. What is your dream job? And that question was suggested by Orify Listener's Club member Kashif Khalil from Faisalbad in Pakistan. Nasir Mohammed from Nigeria has had several dream job ideas over the years. He writes, first of all, journalist. This was influenced by the fact that I started listening to the radio at the age of 13, where I had many journalists as my favorite radio presenters. I'd also like to be a diplomat from the course I read in university, or I could work for my country's secret security service to help curtail crime. And very recently, in my 40s, I started to think I would have to become a sprinting world champion because I ran very fast when I was an adolescent. Sadly, it's too late.
0: Besides, my brother, you have to be from East Africa to win those races.
1: Teaching is what several of you dream of as a career. Asaidul Islam would like to teach at a university. And Anjana Parvin writes, I've just graduated It's very difficult to get the golden deer, that's the wished-for thing, in the current job market. Still, I have cherished a dream for a long time of working as a teacher. Teaching is such a great profession. You help give the light of knowledge to people. I think that knowledge is light, and light helps people to walk on the path of truth and justice. Abu Sali agrees teaching is his dream job too. He writes that he believes it is the noblest profession in the world. Jobayada Akhtar Jai would like to be a lawyer, as does uh, Malik Ala-Bashaya Kokar, because, as he writes, I could assist people whenever they are in trouble. As for assisting people, there's uh, Rajia Khatun, who dreams of being a social worker, and for Kashif Khalil, he'd like to be a medical doctor. He writes, my childhood dream was to become a doctor. I know the suffering of those who live in poverty and sometimes pass away due to lack of access to expensive medical care. I've always been fascinated by how doctors diagnose an illness and then successfully treat a patient.
0: Rashid Duzaman's dream job is working as a diplomat. That's helping people too, or should be,
1: how about pilots? Uh, Riaz Ahmed Khan writes, I'm a school teacher by profession, but my dream job is to be a pilot. I am so fond of flying in airplanes. Wahid Nobi shares that dream, Riaz. Kondakar Rafikul, Islam's dream job, also was to be a pilot. In fact he wrote, he took the exams and passed them, but because he thinks he didn't have the necessary social or professional connections, he wasn't allowed to attend the academy. So he became a teacher. This is what he writes. I decided I will be an honest teacher, and I am. I always teach my students, to be honest. Finally, my dream job is actually teaching, and I'm very happy.
0: Taznim Saleh's dream job has to do with flying, too. But in space, she'd love to be an astronaut. Her sister, Tatia Saleh, dreams of flying, too. She would love to be a dancer where one flies to music, right? The same goes for Rahin Ali, who would like to take to the air on the wings of song. His dream job is to be a singer. And then there's Mohammed Likon, who finds that being the president of a country would be a dream job. Boy, I don't agree with you there, Mohammed. Think of how your hair would turn gray overnight.
1: Father Stephen Wara writes, mine is gardening over and above what is already a dream come true. That is being a monk, priest and doing my best to live my vocation fully every day. Rather, Krishna Pillai's dream job is to be a historian. He writes, I am fascinated by ancient facts and objects. This job would allow me to travel around the world and discover ancient mysteries. Shahanaj Parvansati dreams of working as a tailor. She writes, Whenever I have a bit of free time, I always try to cut or sew something. I try to make something for myself and my family. For Rabia Begum, it's a professional cook. For Saleh Likon, a sportsman. For Sajad Hossein, a police officer. And for Mohammed Aksan, an economist. Rashid Naz is working at his dream job. He writes, My job is marketing. I love it marketing is one of the significant instruments of all businesses and it is practiced on a large scale. Moreover, it is rapidly moving and incredibly competitive industry that requires passion and a desire to succeed. And Kuruna Kantha Pal writes, my dream job is where I can inspire teamwork and communication. I enjoy guiding team members on projects and making sure everything goes smoothly and celebrating everyone's hard work when the project has come to an end. So, remember everyone, this week's bonus question is, what do you plan to do when you retire? And I have to say, the letters and the suggestions of those dream jobs have given me a few ideas for my retirement. Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the sound kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr.
0: That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Sweet Fitz for hanging out in the kitchen with us one last time. It's been such a pleasure sharing the cooking with you. Erwan and I have a little fairly Well present for you.
1: There's a tear in your eye,
0: and I'm wondering why, for it never should be there at all. Power in your smile, sure a stone you beguile, so there's never a teardrop should fall. When your sweet lilting laughter like some fairy song, and your eyes twinkle bright as can be, you should laugh all the while, and all other times smile, and now smile a smile for me.
1: Well, my Irish eyes are certainly smiling. Uh, thanks, Erwin. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, John McCormack. And uh, thank God you didn't try to play something by those eejits, you two.
0: May the road rise up to meet you. Wherever you go and whatever you do, may the luck of the Irish be there with you. And this one is really for you. The older the fiddle, the sweeter the tune.
1: <laughs> yeah, for For once... You're leaving me speechless, I tell you. Wrap this program up before I start weeping and laughing. I may wet myself.
0: (laughs) Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. I'll be off next week. I'm going to Spain to look at wildly colorful flowers in Andalusia. But, of course, I've left a nice meal on the stove for you, a listener musical request show, so be sure and tune in. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well. Do good work. Be kind. And stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan pays homage to Ahmad Jamal, the American jazz pianist, composer, band leader, and educator. Jamal, a lifetime achievement, a Grammy Award winner, left us just two weeks ago. He was 92. Ahmad Jamal grew up in several eras, the big band era, the bebop years, and the electronic age. He said his style evolved from drawing on the techniques and music produced in those three eras. He's credited with developing what is now known as cool jazz. That is, an emphasis on the space or the silence between the notes instead of the fast-paced bebop style. The critic Stanley Crouch wrote about Jamal, and I quote, Like the highly influential Thelonious Monk, Jamal was a true innovator of the jazz tradition and is second in importance in the development of jazz after 1945, only to Charlie Parker. End quote. High praise indeed. Jamal's most famous recording is from 1958. It's called At the Pershing. Again, his unusually minimalist style and his extended vamps, or repeated phrases, were recognized as an integral new building block in the history of jazz. At the Pershing featured Jamal's arrangement of Ponciana, perhaps one of the most recognized pieces in Ahmad Jamal's repertoire. The song, written by Nat Simon, was inspired by a Cuban folk song, La Cancion del Arbol, A Caribbean flowering plant. Jamal makes it his own. Erwan chose a recording from 1985. So, without further ado, here is Ahmad Jamal's arrangement of Ponciana. Rest in peace, Maestro Jamal. And thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all week after next.